This Thacker Slate podcast is hosted by Connie Thacker and Allison Slate, two experienced attorneys who believe honesty, transparency, and knowledge are key to achieving the best legal outcomes. A variety of topics, particularly those related to sensitive family law matters, are candidly covered by Connie and Allison in a way that's refreshing, timely, and practical for listeners. Welcome to Michigan Divorce. It's another podcast coming to you from Thacker Slate, family law attorneys in West Michigan. I am Barbara Homier. I'm one of the family law attorneys who works at Thacker Slate. And joining me today is Courtney Quist of Quist Law. Courtney is a very well-respected family law attorney specializing in divorce, custody, child support, um, and also collaborative divorce, which is an alternate way of divorcing in Michigan, um, like myself. And we often work opposite each other in divorce cases. So today, we're talking about the movie, The Marriage Story, and it's on Netflix. And I'm going to say right up front, the only reason I watched it is because Adam Driver was in it. Uh, So I just settled down. Let's face it, he's hot. Um, But it's a really, really insightful look into divorce, uh, collaborative divorce, litigated divorce, and what can happen and the possibilities of what could happen, uh, all in a very interesting movie. Yeah, I think as a divorce attorney, I think whenever a movie starts to pick up in social media chatter and gain a lot of critical acclaim, you're going to probably pay attention to it. And and Marriage Story is one of the latest ones in a while that I believe is is probably more relatable for a lot of people. I wouldn't call it an extreme divorce case. I mean, I would say it's not in the genre of Kramer versus Kramer, who those of us those some of the, us of the older of vintage who are old enough more to experience may remember Kramer. Yes, more experience. But this one is uh it's really a helpful, you know, not only it kind of shows the um a relate it's it's all about the relationship, right? You have a couple shows the the the, the falling apart, right, of this couple, but you also see them come together at the very end. In the very beginning, when it opens, and Scarlett Johansson's in it also, which my husband loved, so he sat down. Uh, the very beginning, they're they're making out these lists of positive affirmations, uh, positive uh, characteristics of the other spouse, of the spouse. And I thought that was fascinating, and it was just a perfect segue into uh, what turns out to be kind of a roller coaster ride, uh, but. I like the fact that they went through each list in detail and then didn't give it to each other. Well, I thought it was helpful, too, because you saw as each of them narrated their list, I think the, they were really trying to set the ground for kind of the how the relationship was going to change over the course of the litigation. And this is and just... I, as a divorce attorney, I know a lot of people don't quite understand the difference, but you can get divorced in different ways in Michigan and other states. Um, you can go a really high, a traditional litigated route, which is where theirs ended up. You can do something called collaborative divorce, which is a little bit softer. I'm sure some of the key terms you've heard are might be from uh, Gwyneth Paltrow's divorce. It, it would be a Conscious uncoupling, uncoupling, right? So it's a, it involves a therapist. It's a little bit different process. Um, then there are other ways a lot of couples can sit at the kitchen table and resolve things. But this one was 
really how I would say a majority of divorces resolve themselves in terms of the U.S. doesn't mean it has to always be that way. So I think it was and probably resonated with a lot of viewers because there's a lot of people who get divorced. Yeah, and that's the whole point. It, it didn't have to go that way. And throughout the movie, as you watch from the very beginning when everybody is on the same page and we're going to try and do this amicably and then suddenly it just goes boom. And uh, one of them hires... Uh, kind of a high-profile, scorched-earth divorce attorney. And what happens after that is pretty typical of what happens in divorces when you see one person uh, leave the mode of uh, sort of a civilized separation in a collaborative mode and goes on the scorched-earth. And that's what makes their uh, the relationship and really the movie so interesting. Yeah, I, you know, when I was watching, I, I'll, I'll admit as an attorney, I, I've had to be more aggressive in some cases than in others. And I'd say the hard part as a divorce attorney watching that movie is you can see parts of yourself oh, in I those attorneys. I will say <laughs> the parts of myself did not resemble some of um, Nora's attire in the courtroom. Well, but uh, other Nora, aspects of her personality. <laughs> first of all, Nora was dressed in early French cat house and she, the girls were out, I noticed, in some of the meetings. So you're not going to see people dressed like that, hopefully. Uh, at the courthouse, you're definitely not going to see attorneys, hopefully, dressed like that. So parts of it, I would say, when you when you watch the movie, shake some salt on because some of that you're not going to see. Yeah, it was definitely a little bit of a Hollywood um feature to it. But, you know, when I looked at the process and kind of as they were going through, you know, one aspect of it, when when if somebody's considering divorce in, in Michigan, um, they have this idea of the, there was this whole dynamic of bringing in the, the court ordering this, you know, this parenting um, specialist who comes in there to evaluate, you know, you as a parent. Um, we have versions of that in Michigan. She was Miss Personality, wasn't yes, she? she was. <laughs> yes, she was. Yes, she was. And you know, very amusing. <laughs> and you do it to somewhat in a front of the court proceeding here in Michigan. Yeah. And it's it, it was very interesting to really watch these two parents try so hard to really be something neither of them was. They wanted to almost they were one of you know one of them both of them being actors. I mean, although one was a director, but really wanting to put that put forth this perfect parent who had never. Um, I never do that with my clients ever. <laughs> yeah, but it was it, it was interesting. I mean, the sacrifice for him was like so extreme. Like right. he's willing to faint and like bleed out on the floor with his kid there, at the risk of looking bad for that parenting assessment. Right, right, right. I mean that that was just That's very telling. It, it, it's very it, telling. It was, a, it was a little over the top. It was a little over the top, but it it was interesting. What I noticed with. And again, it was some of it was hard to watch because you could sort of see yourself as a divorce attorneys. When the litigation really heated up, um, you I noticed that the couple lost control of the process. Uh, Nora, the female divorce attorney, was getting things for her client like a 45-55 split of the parenting time that she didn't want and didn't ask and kept saying, I... I don't want that. I don't need that. And was going after things really, I think, without um, permission from her client. 
And I noticed they both lost control of the process. Well, and I, I think one of the reasons I've always been drawn to collaborative divorce, which is, you know, for those people listening who haven't been involved in collaborative divorce, um, the attorneys play a much more different role. You have team meetings, you have a divorce coach who's a therapist there. Mm-hmm. I, Courtney and I have worked together in a number of these collaborative divorces. The, the, the couples are very much involved in reaching settlements and, and the emotions, uh, they navigate the emotion and the grief that's associated with this lost relationship that everybody goes through. It mirrors death with a therapist. So when I watch all that and I watch what happened, the attorneys get involved and in attorneys are trained. People have to understand that attorneys are trained in law school to be advocates and we're trained to be zealous advocates. So that's number one. So when you're an attorney, I want to know, and it does a divorce, I want to know every bad fact there is about you and I want to know every bad fact there is um, about the other parent, okay? That helps That helps us position ourselves in front of the judge. Yeah, and it's saber-rattling. Contrast that with a collaborative case, which both Barb and I do all the time, and we've done many together. Contrast that with a collaborative case where you're talking about needs. What does someone need? And I know I tell this, I tell this story all the time, but it's very effective in explaining what collaborative is. Let's say you have a couple and... There's an orange, and each one says, I want the orange. Well, if you're going to go to court, you're going to argue over just who's going to cut the orange in half and how you're going to cut the orange in half, not if. But if you're in the collaborative process, if you start getting underneath you know, what the posturing is. Well, why do you want the orange? Well, I, I have a vitamin C deficiency. Well, what about you? I'm trying to bake a cake. Well, hang on. You don't need to cut the orange in half because we did a deeper dive and found out what the needs were. And so there's a a big difference and I think a big outcome in the relationships uh, that you're going to see in a collaborative. I did not think that the movie was realistic at the end where they they were suddenly friends again, where they were suddenly friends again. If you litigate on that level, lots of times you're not they're not going to be friends. Yeah, I mean, I think there's, uh, it, it was just, when you saw the court scene, as soon as the high-powered attorneys get involved, just everything is exaggerated, everything, and and there is inevitably hurt from that, and long-term yes. wounds that there's no recovering. So let's go back to what you said a little bit there, and it was a part that I felt was missing through that whole litigated divorce process, and I think is often missing for a lot of couples, is this idea of need. Right. When you talk about need, I'm not talking just about the needs of what the couple had this big question of why. Why does somebody want this or that? Henry's needs, I really felt were just skimmed over and glossed over. And I think that was purposeful in the movie because it became about each parent. And it was less about really what was going to be in Henry's best interests. and I do think, I know Alan Aldis, first of all, Alan Aldis is awesome. I know, and I love him. I love We Alan love him from the days of MASH, MASH and everything else. I don't think Alan Aldis ever made a bad movie, no. um, but he's awesome, okay? So when we think about Alan Alda and, and some kind of, this this older retired attorney kind of on his last days doing divorce law in this ramshackle, you know, mm-hmm. office. But, you know, he really was, he had so much, he really provided the outcome. He, he did. In the office, 
he really let the couple know, let uh, let let Charlie know what was going to happen at the end of all this. And I understand that he may have been fired and and because he, you know, Charlie decided he needed another high power attorney to fight Nora. And that's how that spins out of control right. in litigation. But ultimately, the outcome was just as was just the same. the same as Alan Alda's character had had indicated it would be. And that's something people need to know. $50,000 later. That did <laughs> You know, I think a lot of couples feel that way and divorce because another 101 of negotiation, you can read it in all sorts of books, is you take these really um, one-sided positions, right, with the idea that you're going to negotiate your way to the middle somewhere. It's a, it's a negotiation strategy that most attorneys use, and I believe um, Ray Liotta's character kind of went over there talking in the office when he was coming up with the trial strategy about Nora's position versus even though— um, Charlie was kind of like, I, but that's not true. I don't really, that's, right. you know. I don't want that. I don't want that. It right. But matter. they had to do that to get to the middle. I, I think I like about collaborative doors, which could have worked for, and, and does work for a lot of couples, is we kind of eliminate the extremes and we kind of move right into the middle and, and cut out all that noise because getting those extreme positions is a lot of damage to the relationship and co-parenting long-term. If you can see it up on the, on the, with a grease pen, if you can see that and cross out the most extreme ones, okay, yeah. we're not going to do this, we're not going to do that, mm-hmm. nobody's moving to Hawaii. Then in the middle, you have the middle of the road, what's more reasonable, what's feasible, what might actually work. Right. And if you can see that and cross that out, I think it's very helpful for people um, I think that, and I do a lot of litigation, I will say that, and, and you have too. Yeah. Um, we make and, more money on litigation. We do. And, and we that's do. where, you know, we, and, and there, I, think that, I think a lot of people watching that movie were kind of probably blown away by the retainers. And I will provide some realism here. That was not a Hollywood retainer there. The attorney's fees in these actions, I have seen post-judgment custody actions get into the six figures. I've seen million-dollar fees in, in a in a higher-end divorce case. Um, I've seen contentious divorce cases, well, six figures. When an attorney's billing hourly um, and you two are fighting more and you two are going down to court a lot, that costs a lot of money. And it it never ceases to amaze me. Even when I advise my clients, I'm, I kind of talk to them. It's like you realize this is your this was a one we year. This is one year at you know a private in state college, right? This is of college tuition. Sure, or people car. get so wrapped up and so passionate. Um, I love collaborative because I know Courtney offers these a flat fee arrangement, as do I. It's a great option for people because you really know what's my budget. That's one, mm-hmm. and the other advantage is. Well, I know the attorneys are in this to settle it with. That's me, exactly right? what I was thinking. If it's a flat rate and we have a certain number of sessions, we're going to settle it. There's no reason. We have no incentive to drag it out. And everybody gets real fast. Right. Like, okay, you know what? We need to cut out all the saber rattling. And no, it's not going to be any less painful, but we can get through it in a number of sessions. Uh, going through need and option based negotiation. Well, there isn't a there isn't a divorce attorney in Grand Rapids who when you walk in there that they when you ask him how much is this going to cost me, this is the response you're going to get. It depends. Every time it depends. It depends. It depends who they hire. It depends how mm-hmm. much you two get along. It depends how early you settle. It depends how complex the issues are. So it depends. And if anybody tells you that they can 
ballpark a figure for you, they're lying to you because you don't know. You know, when we go back to the movie, though, when I when I think of kind of some of the closing scenes and there were a couple things that resonated with me. Um, One aspect was the pickup. And and, and I will tell you, I I have heard this in a divorce attorney a 100 times when um, Charlie goes to pick up. Uh, Henry and he's in the middle of playing this elaborate game with his mom. He doesn't want to go. He, you know, admittedly, Charlie's quite upset. He feels his mm. parenting time has been, you know, hijacked and sabotaged. I cringed. Right. It was just awful. Here's the kid in the middle actually being physically put in the car. There's a lot of cases where that happens. There is. That's but there's also ugh. the other side. It's it's kind of like, well, Charlie, why didn't you let her know that you were, you were running really late? Right. And why didn't you, you know, so that, so there was this, there's, so what I say is it's easy to get put kids in the middle, and that really showed it. And that was a very realistic situation. It was. But it's also easy. It's, it's There are always two sides to that story. You can't forget the two sides. It, what did you think about the closing? I really liked it because um, being a peacemaker in soul and spirit, I liked the fact that it had an ending where I could see these people co-parenting and their child you know, Henry growing up to be a normal kid, growing up to being a normal adult. So I, the fact that she went up and tied his shoe, I thought was a little hokey, but I thought what was more important was the fact that she suddenly, well, maybe not so suddenly, just seemed that way in the movie, uh, became flexible with the parenting time. And uh, that's that's the big breakthrough. It is nice that she tied his shoe, but that is not the most important scene. I liked how they tied it back. They opened up yes. with the, the positive affirmations of each of them as a parent, right? Yes. And and they were great. Spoiler alert. Right. And then they close with, um, and contrary to a lot of thought, there are some divorce attorneys that do not have cold black hearts. Some of us are a little emotional. It was pretty special to watch Henry reading those. Um, I get it. Yes. It was a little hokey and a little contrived. I get that. It still made me but happy. I will say, my I really thought about, and this is the nice part about collaborative divorce. We control the process a little bit. The the attorneys involved, and I was just saying to you, I would love to have each of the parents involved in collaborate write that list out. I don't think they, and then give it to the collaborative lawyers or to the divorce coach at the beginning of the process, right? And then once we're all concluded mm-hmm. and done, this process that they've worked very hard at and is very difficult, it's just hard like a divorce, but they get to that end point and they pull it out and they get to, we exchange it and give it to them at the end because you do have to be reminded. I, I really do think that helped ground him a bit. It helped with some of the healing. It helped him with oh, the it forgiveness. Definitely healed, helped because with the healing. It, just to close a little bit as we wrap this podcast up is, you know, not every case can be a collaborative divorce. Okay, no. not everyone. And I will say the circumstances here, which in Michigan, this would really be called like a change of domicile case. And we're not going to go over all the procedural defects in this movie. Because there were a lot. It did bother all of us. Yes. The OCD right. came Yes, out. it did. But, you know, when you, when you look at... Uh, that case, those are cases that tend to end up in court because it's such a black and white position. But what really get, got to me is that you can come up with these very creative solutions that didn't have, that are better than what a, a judge in a, in a black robe is ever going to come up with. It's very black and white. You can come up with better solutions that are geared specifically to your family, to your careers, the uniqueness, which they have very unique careers, and your child that's very unique. Just so everyone knows out there, and I, I did a blog on that, and hopefully you've read it. 
but the Court of Appeals has just said that a judge can assign any cookie-cutter parenting time plan to any family he wants. Right. Uh, and that was affirmed on appeal. So to me, that right there, it's the writing on the wall. You need to do collaborative if you want any sort of control over your parenting time. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to this episode of our Thacker Slate podcast. If you have additional questions, do not hesitate to contact us at 616-888-3810 or visit our website, thackerslate.com, for additional information. 